Hello, Spelmanaires. It's Olivia Kane, back with the third episode of the Oh Don't You Wish podcast, The Spelmanair Experience. This episode deals with forming and maintaining support systems in the online virtual space. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the podcast. Oh, don't you wish you were a spellmanite like me? Oh, don't you wish you were a spellmanite like me? Oh, don't you wish you were a spellmanite like me? Because we're the oh so fine divas of the AUC. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of the Push Platform Podcast. We've been through passion and uniqueness, and here we are with support. So I will allow my two very special guests the opportunity to introduce themselves. And I will go first. Hi, everyone. My name is Asia Woodard. I'm a junior health science major from Omaha, Nebraska, and I was Olivia's roommate our first our first year and second year at Spelman. And I'd like to think that we're going to have a friendship for a long time. And I'm Jasmine Tabor, um, a senior English history major um, from Charleston, South Carolina. I lived a few doors down our freshman year. Um, then after that, Y'all decided to move to the bougie dorm ever, and I moved to the no AC dorm. And of course, this is my girl gang. Um, we'll be together for a very long time. Period. Okay, so I'm so excited to have you guys on the podcast, as you know. So today we're talking about support, and as you guys know, you are part of my support system. I love you guys so much. I can get through anything because you guys are there. How many nights have we been crying together? (laughs) So um, I wanted to talk to you guys about what is the importance of a support system and what do you think makes a good support system? So we can start with the importance of a support system. So for me, I think I would say the importance a support system is incredibly important and this is something that you're not only going to hear us say but you're going to hear from a lot of other people uh, your support system encourages you and they support you which is of course in the name and they they really motivate they help to keep you motivated and they help you to reach your fullest potential and they're there for you when you're at your lowest and they're also there for you when you're at your highest and I think your support system is made up of people who love you and who care about you and who want to see you um, reach your best and it's not full of people who you know are jealous of you and or who only want your success to be based upon theirs and not to be as high as theirs and I think myself personally and I can't speak for everyone of course but um, I'm always happy to see my girls do the best that they can regardless of if it's better than me worse than me that doesn't matter because we're not here for comparison um, I'm their support system they're my support system and I'm here to see them be the best them they can be and then even a step further because I know they can yeah support systems um gosh haven't had a doozy with support systems I mean they're they're incredibly important because especially during uh this Peppa Pig uh the pandemic um (laughs) (laughs) the support systems have I think been a reoccurring topic for all of us um how people have lost many of their support systems or they've dwindled down or um they've just grown stronger with especially the distance put between a lot of us. I mean, like, not just the, you know, six feet rule, but, like, before we went to college, we didn't know each other because we lived in completely different states. Like, we had no, there was too much distance. And then we all got to be together in a space where we were living. 
saw each other every day, could eat with each other every day, and then suddenly the pandemic throws us um, to, you know, back to our regions of the country. And um, I think for a lot of people, you know, I've known a lot of people who were like, yeah, in that distance, I lost um, a lot of folks. But for us, I mean, personally, like, I feel like we still good, we still tight. Um, and I, it's great, you know, as somebody who's neurodivergent, it's support systems, like keep me regular. Um, to, you need human interaction and to be behind a screen is really difficult, but to know that I have, we have people somewhere far away still loving us is essential. Yes, I think you both brought up so many valuable points. Like with Asia, you talking about comparison. I feel like that's something that we constantly talk about at Spelman is comparing yourself to your sisters because I think that's just like the way the world has conditioned us to be is you're always being compared to someone else. Like I know with getting into medical school, it's like you want to be better than everyone else around you, not be the best that you can be. And so I think that's so important that you touched on that, that it's really about comparing yourself to yourself and making sure that you're doing the best you can do every single day. So I really appreciate you touching on that because I know that's definitely something I struggle with, like hearing people talk about the opportunities that they were doing and stuff like that. I'm like, am I doing enough? Am I going to get in? And it's like, yes, you're doing enough. <laughs> if you think you, you shouldn't do stuff to fill your resume, you should do it because you're passionate about it. So <laughs> that was a little tangent, but that's what I was thinking about the comparison point. <laughs> well, absolutely. Um, I have to agree with what you're saying. And it's also something I've struggled with myself. That's why I had to bring it up because I know if I'm struggling with it, I just can't be the only one. But um, it is definitely important and it's definitely something for you to take into consideration and kind of look at your own self to see if that's what you're doing. And if it is something, remember that, you know, people have their own past and what's for you is what's for you and what's not for you will not be for you and you won't get it. And that's just, it's not only for you to think about it like that, but also think about, so you should tailor things towards what will be for you and what's interesting to you and what drives you so that you're not worrying about other people's passions because what's important for you is to be worrying about your passions and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important and I feel like that's something we were a little attached to the hip for the first two years of college and so I think that's something also we had to like branch out a little bit because like I know I'm on eboards that you're not on and you're on eboards that I'm not on so making sure that we still had that individuality is something that I think is also really important. <laughs> so um and I think for people to mitigate jealousy, you know, I read this book a little bit ago that was like discussing different types of jealousy and when you've gone a little like bad jealousy and then jealousy that's not good for you, but like something that you can sort of like repurpose and refurbish into like a Like motivating way. sort of? Yeah, to be like, okay, so if you're feeling like, um, you're jealous of somebody who's a part of your support system. Number one, you should, you know, reevaluate and everything, but also like really look into why you are jealous of what they have. Like it would probably be extrinsic, but like if you're jealous of somebody in your support system, somebody that you're supposed to be loving and caring for, like just not no matter what, but <laughs> a little bit no matter what, um, you should journal about that get it together and also be open with your friends like I'm jealous of you and 
it's all love though. So I had to tell my friend recently, you know, um, she was getting into um, graduate schools and I was like, nobody's been saying anything and I'm upset and but like I'm proud of you but also I'm jealous so I'm happy for you but I'm sad for myself right now and being open and honest with your support system is what makes them a support system if you're lying about your emotions I don't think I think you need to do some work Right. That is such a good point. You should, these, your support system should be people you can be vulnerable with because if you can't, I don't know how many times you guys saw me cry, probably a lot. But <laughs> And sometimes you, it's also knowing the person. I know sometimes I would cry. I think the first time I cried, I was like, Asia, you just need to leave me alone for a little bit and I will process this and I'll be better. <laughs> and so I think just like having those open lines of communication are so important um, because if you can't talk to somebody, you're going to feel isolated. You're going to feel alone. And that's, you know, not at all where you want to be. So making sure you have um that strong support so that you can be vulnerable with is extremely important mm -hmm. um so i also wanted to touch on something you said in your first response jasmine you said about distance so covid <laughs> is a huge part of this conversation because that's what we're living through right now and so how do you guys think we should go about forming these support systems in covid and i that's something I'm struggling with. I feel like it was really easy at Spelman to walk down the hall and say, girl, we're going out. <laughs> like having those easy, easy things you could do like, oh, I'm going to the calf. Who else wants to go? Or going to the calf by yourself and saying, can I sit with you? That's a really easy way to meet people. But now, you know, it's really different. So how do you guys go about creating the community, creating that support system in the online space? I'm about to say something and it's just not gonna be able to relate. Um... You talk to people on Twitter <laughs> if you want to go and delete Twitter and whatnot, whatever. <laughs> I feel like Twitter, especially for the agency, is a major connective, like it's a network um, where people are a little bit uh, laid back. And also people are not laid back, like you can really make some serious connections through Twitter, but also with the pandemic, I think people have, um, I think prior to the pandemic, it was a lot more of like, when you're trying to network with somebody, like it's a, we're trying to network, not be friends. And I think with the pandemic, people have really loosened up. Um, because again, like they've lost people, they've gained people through maybe unconventional ways or new ways of communication. And they've said, you know what? <laughs> I am less in it for like trying to gain some person to get me into a job or whatever. And I'm actually trying to have a conversation with someone who went to my school, is going to my school, is thinking about going to my school, um, draws well, takes good photos, has funny TikToks, whatever. And actually like have meaningful conversations i think before we had an issue with like when people would be like yeah that's my internet friend and like we actually didn't talk about internet friends um because that was seen as like weird but i mean i've gained internet friends who i like who i really plan to meet or will be meeting soon like we're homies there's nothing I think the value of internet friends just went up um, during this past year. Yeah. Well, Jasmine, you're making me wanna download Twitter again, but <laughs> um, in terms of making 
your support system or trying to find it. It definitely is something that's harder to come by and something you have to work harder to keep. But I think um, even outside of kind of Twitter or social media, even though those are definitely important avenues, especially during this time, there are people that kind of will, even if it's a temporary support system, because you know your support system doesn't always have to be a lifelong ones. Um, there's definitely different types of support systems. So for example, like in a in a class, if you can find one or two of your classmates who can help you be a better you or help you understand the content better. And then subsequently, or oftentimes, like for me personally, if I've met someone in my class and we've kind of done studying together, we've done work together, as we're spending more time together, we're building deeper relationships. And sometimes that support or that relationship can build outside of just class and move on to a friendship and maybe they can even become part of your permanent support system. And I also think that in a time like this, it's a bit harder to maintain those support systems, but also you have to know that even if someone's not talking to you every day or they're not, you're not telling them stuff every day that that relationship is going to never go away. It's always going to be there if you're ready, whenever you're ready to water it, whenever you're ready to come back to it. And that just because someone's not reaching out to you doesn't mean that you can't reach out to them because people get busy, you get busy, you run into all sorts of things that you're doing. And so it's important to, just because you feel like, oh, that person's not reaching out to me, they don't want to talk to me. That may not be the truth. That may not be the case. They may just be busy or they may not be in the right headspace. So just feel free to be the one to reach out when you remember or when you can and when you're thinking of them, because I think that's very important. And that's something that's become more relevant to me or more obvious to me, because sometimes I'll be like, oh, well, they don't, they clearly just don't want to talk to me. That's why they haven't reached out. But have I reached out? Like, so, you know, it, it works both ways and it can't just be you relying on them to reach out to you. You have to be able to go both ways. Oh my gosh, you guys, I love so much of what both of you just said. I was taking notes. I was like, okay, let's touch on this, this, this. <laughs> so I think you made so many valuable points about the value of both temporary friendships and like whenever you're ready to come back and reach out to someone, they're still there. Like, I think that's so important. And I think it's also important to recognize that and recognize those temporary friendships. We are people, we are subject to change, we're subject to growth. And the same people that you were kicking it with freshman year might not be the same people you graduate with. Does that mean you hold any malice to those people from freshman year? No, that's still your sister. But you know, we grow, we change, and it's okay to make those changes and to branch out. So I think that's super important. And then also the point of just because someone's not reaching out to you, doesn't mean they don't want that friendship. Y'all, do you know how many people have been struggling with their mental health throughout this pandemic? People are hurting. I've been hurting. It's not easy. And it's not easy to constantly like Zoom fatigue, but there's also Twitter fatigue and Instagram fatigue and Snapchat fatigue and texting fatigue. When you have all these balls, you have to keep juggling in the air. Some of them eventually are going to fall. You know, it's really hard to keep everything up 24 seven. So sometimes people have to take a break and take care of their mental health before they can you know pour back into other people and so i think that is so so important that just because someone is not talking to you 24 7 doesn't mean they don't want to be part of your support system they don't want to be around you anymore it means maybe they're going through something too like i think that is so important to recognize um and then also jasmine you touched on internet friendships and i think that is so valuable i don't know how many people i've just dm'd on instagram been like you know what i've always thought we should be friends <laughs> <laughs> so let me just reach out to you because I think that's really 
important. I think those internet friendships are definitely important. And I agree, they weren't really touched on a lot before. Um, I would say be careful because who's trying to get kidnapped? Nobody. So be careful with those internet friendships. But no, I was trying to get people <laughs> that I already knew. Just like you said, it was like people that I was like, I always thought we should have been friends. Why not be friends now? <laughs> okay. That makes yeah. me feel better, Jess. And I was like, I was about to text you like, oh, no. we have, I have your location, so it's okay. But who are they? <laughs> but um, yes. I think those internet friends are definitely something that for a long time has been downplayed, but given the COVID situations, like a lot of times now, sometimes the best friends that you're able to make from college have been internet friends. So don't be afraid of those people. Maybe send them, ask them, can you FaceTime? You want to get on Zoom together? Make sure they're who they say they are. But I definitely think the value of internet friendship is- Where's your birth certificate? Do you like, can I see your social security card? But yes, I think we touched on some really important points with that. So did anyone else want to engage in that conversation with internet friends? Um, I'll be honest. I don't think I can say that I've gained any internet friends. But again, that's because I recently deleted Twitter and Instagram. So I haven't been very social media present. So I think that that's fair. However, and don't tell anybody else this, guys. This is between me, you, and everyone else who's listening. Um, <laughs> I have been making trips. Now, I know this is the middle of a pandemic, and it's probably not what I should be doing, but I had COVID, so we're going to hope my immune system is working the way it's supposed to be working. And um, so I've been making, so I've been seeing my friends. So I've been kind of able to maintain those relationships, like not some of them, not all of them I've been able to see, but I've been seeing some people. And then I've also been going to the gym, another COVID hotspot. So we're really not going to talk about it that much, but I've also been able to cultivate um, my friendships in person. So um, I'm kind of a special case, like everyone probably shouldn't be doing that. And we're just not going to talk about it too much, but it is important that even if the way that you make your friends doesn't matter as long as you're able to maintain those relationships and kind of work to deepen them and see kind of who people are and see if they really do vibe with the way that your vibes are vibing and that see if you can really that can really be someone who can help out you know because sometimes people in your life for a season and this covid pandemic this may be their season so definitely take advantage of being able or i don't want to say take advantage but really have that relationship be the best that it can be because this might be the time that you need that relationship. I can definitely speak to seeing friends. Like I don't, I didn't just make internet friends. Like I was working at the beginning of the pandemic and, that, and I made, you know, coworker friends, just one. Um, And I was like, uh, you know, like our schedules didn't mesh up until very recently. So now it's like well one we work together so we can see each other um it's fine because we would be there for like 10 hours I think we're good I think our germs have gotten to know each other um so you know we hang out and we're and we're masks oh yeah and then it's only been two people in my town that I can like legitimately see and it was like some guy I knew from high school that I was like oh okay 
um like we, we were still friends before the pandemic and like through college and I was like you know what it's your time to shine because after the pandemic I'm leaving this town so it's your time to shine buddy um so it's so like internet friends but also um for a lot of us college students I think we we leave home and we go at these people uh, in our hometown you know I definitely felt that way I had one person who came home and he was like I am better than all of you because I left town and I was like I don't feel like that I don't feel like that but you know I feel like I've lost a lot of the same the similarities that a lot of people that I grew up with um might have had with me and I'm recognizing that no some of them not so much like we went our separate ways and we grew better apart and then we came back together and it's been fabulous i really like what you were saying about like friends from high school i was going to bring that up um so maintaining that support system from high school bringing it into college integrating the two systems that was something that i feel like i didn't really struggle with but i did have to like work at it so me and my friends before we graduated high school, we had downloaded this app called House Party, which is like FaceTime basically, but it's not FaceTime. So we're like super embarrassed that we use it. But <laughs> like we would go on there pretty much every day and talk to each other for like hours. So um, that's like the main way that I maintain my high school relationships. But I think that is really, but not everyone from the friend group, there was like 10 of us who would hang out all the time and not everyone from the friend group, you know, participated. So some people did fall off, but I'm not as close to them anymore. So um I wanted to talk to you guys about maintaining those high school relationships. Do you think growing into college, it's okay to lose those friendships? Or I don't know, should should history, you know, be the basis of the friendship? How do you decide, decide between the two? Um, I'll be very, very, very transparent here. Um, I'd have to say that I am friends with maybe two people, definitely at least two people from high school. Um, and even then that's kind of been a struggle. Like me and one of my friends, we kind of fell out over the other friend at that. Anyway, it's not important because we're friends now. Um, and then, but I do think it's kind of, it depends on what kind of friends they were for you in high school and kind of how they are now. I think that if there's, if you still feel like they're the type of person who's a true friend who's always going to be behind you no matter what you do um within reason of course then i think that that's kind of how you discern who's going to kind of stay around and who's going to leave and it's not a bad thing if someone leaves or if someone kind of fades away because you know that's always going to be someone you know if you want to reach out you always be able to reach out they just may not be your closest friend at the time and that's okay um i think the best way to discern that or to kind of decide is, you know, how I was talking about reaching out to people earlier, whoever you feel like in in your heart kind of, or in your mind, who you feel like if you don't reach out to will never reach out to you. Or even if you do reach out to them and they kind of never respond back, then you kind of know that that's probably something that's not gonna maintain. But if it's someone who, when you reach out, they respond and when they reach out, you respond and it's kind of a mutual, thing, then you'll be able to see that those are kind of relationships that will be maintained or that you'll be able to work to maintain. While the other ones, if they fade, that's okay. That's not a problem. That's not wrong. 
but there there'll be history they'll be a part of your high school memories and even if you need to reach back out maybe later you can but you don't always have to talk every day to someone or every year all the time for them to be your friends or for you to be able to possibly come back to that friendship but and that's okay there's no there's nothing wrong with that yeah i think that you made a great point earlier that um you know relationships don't have to be permanent and they're certainly not going to be you know i was looking at a photo book with my sister and she was like who is this friend and i was like i don't know uh later no more that was my play friend and since we since i moved we couldn't play no more stop being friends with them like that's how it works and i feel like that should be the the same mindset that we have as adults where you know you don't have to be like here's my friend and let me automatically put them in a box but i feel like you know there's your friend I go shopping with, and there's my friend I feel comfortable traveling with, and there's my friend for this, that, and the other. And if you grow out of that, that's no love lost. That's that's love that you've learned. Um, that's more love to give somewhere else. That's love for them to give somewhere else. Like, it, no love is ever lost. Um, I think that people have really bad misconceptions about um when you just outgrow people you know people have bad falling outs and that happens but most times we just silently move apart and it's not like that makes you a bad person or anything it doesn't make them a bad person it just means that you know I believe in the thing where it's like you have like you have multiple soulmates and they'll just enter your life and it doesn't have to be permanent it can sometimes just be like a momentary soulmate who is there to just give you an epiphany, something you really needed or wanted. They were just there to help you achieve that goal. Uh, and they don't have to be there forever. It was just like somebody kind of being an angel for you in that time in your life when you really needed it. Um, there will be forever people. Um, but I think a lot of folks need to learn that there's just bountiful love. Um, so appreciate it. It doesn't have to be like you're collecting interest on love. And then once they, you know, when, when you like, it's like this thing where it's like you make a, when you put money in your 401k, you're not supposed to touch it until like you're ready because it'll take a fee out of it love shouldn't work like that it should just be like i give you as much as i possibly can for as long as i have you and when you're ready to go it's good you know it's okay right i think you made up or came up with so many valuable points in that like like we were talking about earlier like being willing to lose those friendships because it's not boss it's like what is it matter is neither curated nor destroyed it's just transferred it's like love is neither created nor destroyed it's just you know throughout the universe and we're just like spreading it from dissipating it from one relationship to another so I think that you know it's okay to lose those friendships like you were saying not every friend is a forever friend does that mean I hate you no <laughs> it means you know I'm making we we weren't we weren't meant to be forever and even if you thought that was your forever friend you know being willing being able to discern this is someone i should reach back out to or i miss them being willing to you know put your pride aside and reach out to that person is so important 
Um, but you know, if they're not reciprocating, being willing to accept that as well. And like we were saying earlier, you don't know what they're going through. Their mental health may be struggling. There may be a reason they're not reaching out to you, but you know, just being able to discern those situations is really important. And I also wanted to add to that being like being accepting of those new friendships. Like if you're closed off waiting for so-and-so to text you back, you know, you're not opening yourself up to all these new people who you could meet in your life. So I think it's also really important to be open to those new relationships that you can foster. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'll say that's something that's something that I feel like I was really getting better at right before the pandemic hit. And I'm not saying I'm salty about it, but maybe a little. And maybe I'll read down a little Twitter and I'll try to be better with making my Twitter and internet friends, but we'll see. Um, but I do think it is important to know when to maintain those relationships, when to, you know, kind of let them go. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And then when to be when to be open to new ones. And yeah, hmm. that was where, those some wise words, Livy. I think we're going to have to think about that a little bit more. <laughs> I also wanted to add, bringing this back to Spellman, I feel like Spellman does a good job of helping you make that community. I know some people have some roommate horror stories. As we've said, we all lived on the same hall freshman year, and Jasmine was not even originally there, but God placed it, ploop, <laughs> and put her right in our path. I know we had ADW together, and Jasmine was one of those people, I was like, why aren't we friends? I remember she would say stuff in class, and I was like, her mind, I, I want her mind, I need to be in intellectual community with her, because she has it together, like, I remember that she just, she just, it just clicked for her, and I want to be her friend, and you know what? Here I am, her friend. <laughs> so I think. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> but I just wanted to say, I really feel like Spellman. I know some people have their horror stories, but for me, Spellman did their job. I got a great roommate. We were just, Asia and I, before this call, we talked for like an hour before we actually started the, the podcast. But Asia and I were talking about how, even with our messiness levels, how we could have done with someone who was it was down horrible, but we couldn't have done with someone who was immaculate. We needed that media messy. And that's just, you know, where we're at. And so Bowman really did their job. Really funny. Cause I really would go into y'all's rooms and like, <laughs> talk shit, but like also saw my room. So I had no state, no place. The only thing was immaculate no, for no reason. No, I, hid. I, hid I know you room. guys hear what she's saying and that's because she's hypercritical. Cause I'm not saying Olivia and I's room was like dirty, but <laughs> our room was, was not like... Jasmine's. Jasmine's room, everything had a place. Everything was organized. She had a whole calendar on the wall she was writing on regularly. Like Jasmine, you should have seen the way she folded her clothes. Now me and Olivia, we weren't on that level. No, we're, we, we were vibing, okay? We were vibing. We were living life the way we needed to live it. And that's another thing. It's okay to be like, as, as you can see, we are, we have a range of, well, not really that big of a range. We have a range of majors. <laughs> okay. Jasmine's a double major. So we do have a gambit. Yeah, it's a range. <laughs> it's a range. And so your, your support system doesn't all have to be biology majors. It doesn't all have to be X, Y, Z. Um, if it is, that's okay too, but being willing to make those relationships. I know we all stayed in LLC one. So that was the honor storm. So that like the honors program for me has been a great way for me to meet a lot of different people. I'm on the uh, e-board for that. And I know that is like, I love the people and I really enjoy it. Like I enjoy going to those meetings and coming up with ideas, but for some people, you know, the honors program may not be that for them. For some people it's glee club, for some people it's 
the gym. Um, so, or um, I will say, also at Spelman, there's a lot of, um, if you will, employment opportunities. Or I don't know if it's a lot. I just know I've been able to experience a lot of employment opportunities, and those various employment opportunities put me into contact with more friends and more people for me to meet. Um, in fact, my very my freshman year of college, I worked at the wellness center, and even and a part of my sophomore year, and that's where I made a lot of my friends and a lot of. Um, I met a girl who I now call my cousin because we same, share the same last name and I don't think she's getting rid of me. So, you know, I think that it's important to take, they always say take advantage of your opportunities and like it sounds so good and sometimes you may not want to, but it is important to take advantage of them because you never know who you'll run into when you do that and you'll never know what opportunities that lead to what you really want to do will come out of those original opportunities and please excuse my overuse of the word opportunities I couldn't think of another one at the time but so I think it's really important to not only recognize that Spelman is offering you all these different things but be in the mindset to take advantage of them um, attend different events explore your different options because you never know what you'll run into you never know what God will place into your path but it'll be much easier for you to run into it if you're going to different things and opening your mind to a whole bunch of different avenues. Yes, I think that was such a good point. And I think it's also valuable, like given it was easy, you know, to, oh, market's happening. I'm going to pop over there. I'm going to go with my friends, see who they know. Right. Emotional moment. If you guys haven't heard of Market Friday, it was this amazing, amazing event where they would have different, um, they'd have music playing and you could walk around to different stands and you got to talk to people. And then at certain times of the year, they'd have different announcements and stuff like that and different events. Invested. Moment of silence for Market. Um, but <laughs> um, it's a lot easier, you know, going physically over there to talk to people. But now, you know, maybe you're sending someone a private chat. I really love the comment you asked, the question you asked. I'd love to talk more. Here's my number. Here's my Instagram. Um, I know I was in this one event and this girl dropped her Instagram in the chat. I followed her immediately and now we follow each other. So just being open to making those connections to putting yourself out there you know it's a little more difficult now because like I said it's not just walking outside and being there it's it's you putting yourself out there but even if that's hard for you it's so important that you do those things or else like Asia was saying you don't know what opportunities that you're going to miss out on because you're not even trying so I think that's really important yeah um and I said all those things and I feel like Olivia just said a whole bunch of things that kind of may or may not have slapped me in the face because I'm not doing them and so I guess now I'm going to have to start doing them because she's definitely making some valid points um I think Olivia is someone who's really good at reaching out to people and doing that whole networking thing that you hear over and over and over again and um your girl Asia has a bit of social anxiety when it comes to doing stuff like that. And um, I have a fear of being turned down or people ignoring me or people not wanting to hear what I have to say. And, um, you know, we're working on that. But anytime I've been around Olivia at events like that, Olivia is ready to go talk to somebody. She is ready to put her name out there and she is ready to, you know, kind of make herself be heard. Around the anxiety though, I felt like I feel like I'm the in-between then because um, 
I'm very good about being like my contacts being like, do you know this person? Tell them, drop my name. Or being like um, uh, me having to, sh to like shoot my shots at professors and be like, will you please give me your research and will you help me with this? Like <laughs> being the dork that I am, but I also have to do it like at other schools. And that's really nerve wracking to talk to somebody so distinguished and, you know, at other programs. And it's real simple. Let me just draft this email. Let me just make it really pretty. And then don't send it then. Schedule it. Take all your anxiety. <laughs> schedule oh, it. Right. Hey now. Schedule That's a good idea. Because me and Olivia were just talking about talking today. And she's like, yeah, I emailed this person in Germany. I'm going to email somebody in Spain. And I'm over here like, I haven't even drafted an email. Um, <laughs> you got you got to be sending emails. Literally this and I hate emails being like I will send an email I'll send an email especially when I'm upset you're gonna hear me I'm gonna send an email and then I'm a call <laughs> what are you doing I had to call some I'll talk about it later I had to call somebody just after I sent an email we're gonna handle this but anyway is I can send an email out but I hate reading emails I hate them I don't even want to hear the response hate I it you got to set up a time, it. set up a designated amount of time, take notes. I do that with work because I spend time on my school email and then I go over to my work email and I just sit down and I go, let me skim for like dates for things that they really should have bolted. Like if there's a task, you should just bolt that in your email. That's what I do when I send emails. I go, Blah, 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 all the fluff. And then I bold or italicize what I need done. So if you're going to, so for people like Asia who don't want to read emails, is right there. Is right there. You don't. So this have is what I'm talking about when I say Jasmine's mind. Right. No, for real. Because the organist, they, I don't think y'all understand. When she was talking about her messy room, you can't see my quotation mark, her quote, messy room, her room was spotless. Jasmine is probably the most organized person I know. And I don't know how she does it. You just said you had a designated time to read emails. Girl, did you know the reason I read my emails is because I literally hate seeing my, my little number count above like 10. That's the only reason. 266 unread school emails because it stresses me out trying to look at all of them. Can't. I have like five email accounts and all of them have zero. <laughs> Most of them have zero because I can't. That I can't relate to because I, I maybe don't go through the spam. And the spam be adding up. I, I unsubscribe. I I am I just gradually do it. Every time I get fed up with an email from a certain company, I'm like, okay, that, so that Atlanta party promoters, I'm not coming. I was I'm never. not coming. I was never. It's the text messages I've been getting. Ready to get lit in Atlanta? Noah, I'm in Omaha. Yeah. All, you know, you know what? Atlanta's been acting up for the past year, so no, I'm not coming. But that's just that's the people out of town going into Atlanta. I don't even want to get started because the final four. <laughs> it's people going out of coming out of town to go to Atlanta. We saw people coming into Charleston, and we was like, people from Charleston, yeah, because it's a vacation spot. So all the like rich people come to Charleston when it gets warm. So the cities that are acting up, it's usually people from out of town. That's amazing. Our numbers. Listen, guys, don't mind our um, a bit of a tangent off yeah. topic. This is what happens when we get together. Um, and this is a podcast, so we're trying to be great. But listen, great. we, we struggle sometimes. 
Jasmine, you brought up a really valuable point about teachers. The value of having, let me break it down for you. The value of having a teacher in your support system is immeasurable because the, you don't know what connections those, ha those people have. And oh. you need to be working every single, okay, first of all, you made it to Spelman. You are a solid person. You know, you're not dumb. You probably have a pretty solid personality and you can have these conversations with these teachers. You need to, you need to start engaging with those professors now. You had to, you had to, you had to have a certain level to get here. Like you had to ask for those letters of recommendation in high school. You're going to need the same thing when you graduate from high school. So make sure that you're forming those relationships. So um, that would be, I know Jasmine is really good about this. She is always telling me about how this teacher wrote her this letter of recommendation, how this teacher was calling her the other day. I, I have a pro very professional relationship with my teachers. We're not calling each other like that, but <laughs> I think it's extremely important um, to make sure that you have those relationships with your professors because they are the people who are writing on your behalf. And I know you probably hear all the time, but if the, all the person can say is she got an AMI class and she showed up, well, that's, you're not getting accepted anywhere with that. I'm sorry, that's not a winner. So make sure that you are forming those relationships with professors. And I feel like people are like, that's really hard online because before you could just walk into someone's office hours. Listen, loves, no one is going to those teachers' office hours. You, They say it every day in class. You better show up and say, excuse me, hello, my name is. Introduce yourself. Yeah. This is what I want to be when I grow up. This is what I'm going to do in your class to make sure I get an A. And this is why you should help me get to my dreams. Okay? I think that's really important. Yeah, no. Olivia is on to something there. Go ahead, Jasmine. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm notorious for professors texting me, emailing me, <laughs> calling me, like, best friends. Don't best friend. Is it best friends? It's like, <laughs> I'm like, they, I had one professor. Okay, so. Pause. Don't put anybody on blast. You're right. No, I'm not to put anybody on blast. No. Okay. Say, redacted. Um, <laughs> redacted. But I having um you know sometimes issues every every freaking semester something comes up in my life where things don't go right um my my home life's not good and my home life is good but like something will happen at home and um or you know with covid um i had people pass away and that was really difficult for me um even before covid had issues with my mental health and things happening back home, but I was miles away. And so I've always had something difficult come up. So by being very, you know, like we talked about at the beginning with transparency, I was just really transparent with my professors and wasn't gonna, and also transparent with myself. I wasn't gonna do work when I'm depressed and going through it. And I had to let them know that, you know, that essay you wanted me to turn in, not finna do it. I'm not doing it. And we could talk about when I will do it, but I'm not turning it in now. And uh, professors really appreciate that. I mean, gauge, <laughs> gauge, because some professors do not care. But, um, you know, the professors that I'm friends with that check on me, that look after me and will recommend me for conferences, will recommend me for contests, will get me free stuff. I had one professor have me index her book because I was like, I'm in a rough spot. And she was like, well, we'll get you a skill and I'll get you some money. And um, like, yep, indexed her book, got a few 
thousand and like was good and we have a really good relationship where I get hit her up with questions about stuff um transparency <laughs> transparency and being honest about your human abilities um will get you far and I mean I even in my rough spots I finished all my work you know graduating early two degrees you know don't 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 speak to me you know with honors don't speak to me you know <laughs> here the you in the world <laughs> number one agency in the world honors in both my departments don't speak to me okay but um Jasmine that I wish you would anyways moving on that's, go ahead that's because I had a support system a really good you know friend support system, family support system, but also an academic support system. And I think a lot of people do not think about how as students, you need professors who have your back, um, who are ready to be like, you know what? Let me go to a department head because you're complaining about a class and I don't like the way they're treating you or da da da, or, you know, we can modify stuff. Um, and especially at Spelman, but also at any school, it's really hard to get accommodations for things like depression and anxiety. And if you're a kid who, whose family maybe doesn't care about that stuff, you're probably going to have to pay out of pocket for accommodations, which means that you're not going to get accommodations. Um, so you need people in your corner who are going to vouch for you. I never got accommodations, but I don't need them at Spelman because I have professors who are like, you turn in good work, just take your time. Um, yeah, that's my spiel. I just, I just, I don't know if everyone who's listening to the podcast heard all the opportunities that Jasmine said that she got by having those relationships with her professors, but she said jobs, she said free stuff, she said scholars. Like, I just wanted y'all to hear that because I feel like people really undervalue the relationships that they have with their professors. And you may be thinking, oh, this is just a recommendation. It's so much more than that. It can open so many doors for you because you literally have no idea who that person knows. And that's why it's so important to like go to them, tell them like, this is, this is who I am, you know? And I think it's really important to forge those relationships because. Oh, and the professor you thought I was about to put on blast was about to put him on blast. It was that I had missed her class for a little bit. And because my first semester at Spelman, um, I was I was doing really great. I took a, I was a freshman in a senior history class, um, my fault. And she thought I was so spectacular I would go to her, her office hours and be like you know I'm confused about stuff because I'm not a senior and you're just asking me out the gate to do like senior things knowing that I'm a freshman and she appreciated that I knew my limitations I went to her and now I'm a senior and I missed a few classes and she texted me and was like I miss you what's up you gonna use your family okay like are your sisters okay because she knows me that well um you know, like what's up I went to class <laughs> she texted me after and she was like it was just so good to see you and know that you're okay um and like despite I mean the opportunities are great and it's good to have opportunities but it's also good to know that somebody legitimately cares about your well-being because at other institutions, I think especially professors are there for that check. They don't care to look after their students. And um, 
at Spelman, I can say that sincerely and honestly, I think all the professors I've had, have, I've really been like, you know what? We cool. Like, we all right. I like you. Right. And I feel like I've, I, as a STEM major, I feel like a lot of times it can feel like this person doesn't care about me. But then sometimes I know with one professor in particular, it was tone. It wasn't content. It was the way they were saying things. It wasn't, it wasn't what they were saying. So it's like, I, I agree a hundred percent that I don't think I've had a single Spelman professor that I've been like, that I've gone to talk to when I had an issue and they were like, I don't care. Like I, I personally haven't had that. I've been really blessed. I've heard horror stories, but you know, I'm not there. I'm not sure what angle they're coming from, but um, I, I can sincerely say that I think all the professors I've had have genuinely cared about me, genuinely wanted me to learn. And, um, and that's evidenced by so many things. If a, if a college professor is giving you the opportunity to get extra points on a test, they love you. Okay. Because at other schools, you're not getting that opportunity. You got an F tough baby, tough. And they keep it pushing. So I think Spelman professors love you and you, you don't just take their love and be greedy. You need to have conversations with them, form those relationships, care about them too. So. And uh, another thing to add is to start out with your best foot forward to be able to build those relationships. And maybe not even, maybe your first impression won't be the best because that does happen, even though you can't repeat a first impression and make sure your second impression is the best so that you then have those relationships to fall back on in your, if you have a time of need or there's a time that you need to be able to do so. Because the reason why Jasmine's professors act that way is because Jasmine is pretty spectacular and she showed that at the beginning and she showed that straight out the gate and consistently so that she was able to build those relationships and, you know, have them to fall back on. The reason why Olivia doesn't have these problems, because again, Olivia has been straight out the gate, spectacular, and she makes it clear and she's in relationships with and she's in contact so that there's no problems, there's no in any miscommunication. Because like they're saying, be transparent and then also have your best foot forward so that things can go the best way that they can. Even if something bad happens, you'll be able to recover from it better because you're in this constant and you're in good communication and you're making good relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also like, even if you can't go to a professor's office hours, simply being active in class is a really valuable tool. Like, especially in these online classes where people have their cameras off and nobody, the teacher asks a question and no one responds. If you're consistently that first person to unmute yourself and say anything, yes, that made sense. No, it didn't. They're going to see your name popping up and they're going to recognize that and they're going to appreciate that because I'm sure it's not easy to be a professor during COVID, just like it's not easy to be a student. So they're definitely appreciating that and definitely taking note of that. So... That's another, you know, y'all are just getting the wisdom today. That was one class I, the class that I went to that I've been missing and my professor texted me. It was, that was a class where I pulled up and I was like, I don't know what we're talking about, but I'm going to figure it out because she wanted us to, (laughs) she wanted us to talk about an article that we were supposed to have read. I didn't read it. I said up front, didn't read this. I'm look for the thesis. We could talk from there like I'm gonna skim it real quick and like nobody else was talking though so I mean just being one don't lie (laughs) if you didn't read something I mean again gauge gauge there's some professors who don't want to hear that but 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 this professor I knew that if I said I didn't read it but I can point out like where the thesis is or where it's not you know 
let's look at the supporting evidence outline, blah, blah, blah. She, she was appreciative of that. As actually during COVID, like Olivia said, because teaching is very difficult and my professor, this, this professor specifically hates Zoom and hates like, I can't see you guys. And you know, if, hate it. and she's, uh, or Brazilian. So sometimes she'll say words. It's really funny because um, we'll be in class and she'll like forget particular words or she'll be like, there's this Portuguese word. I want y'all to say it. And if we were in person, I would have you say it real quick. And I'm like, I just, I know it's really hard for her. Um, I think um, you, I think you brought up some really valid points. And I also wanted to mention your support system doesn't just have to be professors. There's also so much help that Spelman is offering to us. I know I, and pretty close with the health career program. Um, what, what, what is the name of the office? Is it pre-health? Is it just health careers office? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, um, I know they are really great if you're wanting to go into medicine, making sure that you're forming those relationships. If you want to go, I mean, we have so much career development at Spelman and just taking advantage of those, of those opportunities is so, so important. And like going to career fairs, just reaching out, getting your name in people's mouths. I know something I did was <laughs> I got a printer my freshman year, it was like $30. And I printed off a bunch of copies of my resume and I kept them in a little binder that I had on me like all the time. So if I ever saw someone like, oh, that's a school I'm interested in for grad school. Hello, here's my resume, you know, here's a little bit about me. So they just had that physical from me. So I think obviously in COVID, it's not as easy to rip out your resume and just, you know, have that on the standby. But something that I did, is I want to go to medical school. So I emailed all the medical schools that I'm interested in. And I asked, can I talk to a minority student at your institution? And most of them got back to me, said yes, and provided some names. And I was able to have FaceTime calls with those students, talk to them, figure out, is this an environment I want to be in? Are they supportive of you? And just getting the opportunity to have those conversations is so valuable. And now those are people that if I choose to go to that school, or if I choose to, or if I'm selected for an interview or something like that, that's a person I'm going to have to be able to talk to. So that's a support system that I'll have in place for me before I even get there. So um, reaching out, you know, you can't, as we've said earlier, a relationship isn't 100%. It's, it, if a relationship is one-sided, well, that's lonely. That's not a relationship. It needs to be you reaching out and then people reaching back out to you. So sometimes you have to be willing, like Asia said earlier, you have to be willing to take that first step but that means you have to be willing to take that first step. There are definitely some programs I reached out to that didn't get back to me. No skin off my back. All I had to do was send an email that took three seconds and I had it drafted already. So it's very easy. <laughs> so just making sure that you are putting yourself out there trying is, is really, you know, the big first step, but also be, ex I know you have to be receptive of those people who are like, I want to be your friend because they're probably really cool too. But also recognizing that being genuine is super important. I think a lot of people hear like, go be, go be friends with your professor so that you can X, Y, and Z, or they'll, they'll hear like, I've got opportunities and the way to get opportunities is to be friends with professors. No, like you should genuinely want to talk to your professor and who you want to be friends with or colleagues, whatever, get um, not just opportunities. Like you shouldn't want something in exchange. What you're getting 
in exchange is a friendship like it's reciprocity so you go and um you're talking to your professor it shouldn't really be with other intent in mind except to be like you are my professor and I want to learn things from you because you have valuable knowledge so picking people that you like you know don't don't badger people and there's plenty of people in the AUC unfortunately actually I say plenty but it's only a few um and you know we know them where it's like you know everybody but you don't know everybody like you're network quote-unquote networking and friends with everybody but you're not my friend like you're nobody's friend and that's kind of loserish actually to sit here and be like I'm friends with everybody but nobody thinks you're their friend you don't know nothing you don't get invited to nothing maybe you do get invited to stuff maybe that's the point but you bring nothing valuable to in anybody's life because you're not genuine. Um, you don't share interests with all these people you're friends with. You're not genuine. That's not a real network. You're not gonna, you shouldn't that's go. Not a life, that's not a lifelong friend because you don't know anything about them. I think you just brought up so many valuable points. You shouldn't want to have a relationship with your professor because I want a letter of recommendation. It should be you said something in class maybe maybe it's just you said something in class it didn't make sense or maybe you said something in class and it was really interesting to me so i'm going to your office hours and i'm talking to you because i was really interested in that and i want to figure out this and then maybe it leads to another discussion and then maybe you're meeting every week and maybe it's a whole research project and now you have a whole relationship with that person it shouldn't solely be i just want a letter good letter of recommendation it should never be that it should be and that's not what college is about it's not about just getting that degree to get that degree it's getting that degree to have a knowledge like to grow yourself to become a more knowledgeable person about whatever chosen subject that you've had so if you are just going through life like it's about quantity over quality well love <laughs> no it's not <laughs> you know you don't want to have like jasmine was saying you don't want to have i mean for me i know i can't maintain uh, i can't maintain a hundred really good friendships i don't have the energy i I don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Some people can, and I'm very impressed with those people. I'm happy for you. Um, but I think knowing yourself and knowing your limitations, I know for me, I work really, really well with small friendship groups and I can just pour all my energy and all my love and all my care into those few people. And so that's what really works for me. So just knowing yourself and knowing what works for you is really valuable. And then along with what Jasmine was saying, if you have a bunch of surface level friendships, that's extremely lonely because they only know surface level things about you. It's really hard for you to break off a little piece of your deep inner soul to a million people, but you can give them just the surface layer to a million people have that front and, but no one really knows you. So um, those are like the loneliest people are people who have those millions of friends. Isn't that what celebrities always say is I had all these people around me, but no one actually knew me. So that's not genuine that's not sustainable and that's not a support system that is that is a a i don't know i don't want to say leaning tower pisa because that is still standing but that is <laughs> that is fragile and not every year it's leaning a little bit more eventually we will see its collapse <laughs> we might not even see it that might not be our lifetime right okay it has Some it's like playing jenga then you know you yes. pull over and over again and then you know one day it'll fall over so we're friends there she goes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah people be looking for 
things from others. Um, Mm-hmm. that's manipulative and really scary if all you're doing is making these relationships because you want something that's scary and that's also what <laughs> I think a lot of people think in their head when they're like you know all right that's what networking is and I really wanted to get away from that um because it's just again just not genuine it doesn't it's not an abundance of love um it's an abundance of envy um, because you want you want to get something, you want to profit, um, and you know before I get into my capitalism spiel, you know I'm about to go there because that sounds that's bringing capitalism into relationships and love, and I'd really like it to. I'd love us to all be pure of capitalism from our loving relationships. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's a valuable point. <laughs> I, I think that it is valuable because our relationship shouldn't be transactional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times in college, it's like, I think a lot of people, most people see college as the means to an end. You chose Spelman because it's the number one HBCU because you wanted that prestige. You didn't choose Spelman because you wanted the sisterhood. Okay, but you got the sisterhood. So now you need to make sure that you're, you know, living in it, appreciating it, growing you know, not making those same mistakes you may have made in the past and making sure, you know, you're becoming a more complete person. Because if you look at senior year of high school, Olivia, to now junior year of college, Olivia, who was she? I don't know, but she's better. <laughs> she's she's better than she was. She's happier. And she's a more complete person because of woman. You leave her alone. And for me... <laughs> For me personally, Olivia and Jasmine both have sisters. Um, and I know. How was that? I said, and they are okay. Well, <laughs> listen, I think that their sisters are pretty great. Um, but Spellman has afforded me the opportunity to also gain sisters, to have sisters who may not be you know, blood, who may not have been born into the same family, but I think it's even more special to have sisters that you're able to choose, you know? So I think that that's something that's definitely been very special. And I think that, you know, my sisters are a part of my support system. Look, all the way back to the very beginning where we've been talking about support and my sisters are a part of my support system. And I think, I don't know that without Spellman and all the opportunities and experiences that Spellman has allotted me to have, that I would be able to have the support system in the family that I do have. So, you know, there's my spiel on that one. Right. <laughs> I love it here, guys. And, you know, it's like that thing, I can talk about my family, but you can't. It's like, yes, we may gripe and complain about Spellman, but literally there's no place I'd rather be. I cannot see myself becoming the person that I've become at any other institution. And I am so, so, so beyond grateful for Spellman and her calf and <laughs> and waking up super early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything. I'm grateful. That character character development. How many times did we order food though? How many times did we go together and bring people to go get food? Not that many, but enough. We made friends from that. <laughs> so how many times did we Uber places with people? Because that we little lot. Have cars freshman years. How that, many, what, that was several what times. Right, that one basketball game where we met those random girls. We got an Uber together. They went to Spelman. It was half the price. Yeah. So I just think Spelman offers so many opportunities. And I know, 
I'm super grateful for the time that I've spent here and wouldn't trade it for the world. Really mad that it's not the college experience I thought I was going to be getting yeah. because of COVID. But so is life. Speaking of family, <laughs> I really briefly wanted to touch on siblings outside of Spelman because that is such a big part. Spelman is within the AUC and we do get the opportunity to get um, Morehouse brothers and Clark siblings. So I just wanted to quickly touch on that. I know I am pretty close with my Morehouse brothers. Let me text them. But <laughs> I'm pretty close with them. I would go over there. How, how much time do we... They lived in LLC, right? Boy LLC? Yes. How much time did we spend over there? Listen, listen, my Morehouse brothers, um, at the risk of sounding like a sap, are my heart. Um, I do have brothers, so look, I'm not saying I'm gaining something that I've never had, but I'm gaining, um, ga me gaining my brothers have definitely been something because I've not only gained, you know, my brothers, but I've also gained their family as well. Those are people that are really also close to me. His mom, he only has brothers. His mom loves me. Um, I'm her daughter at this point, you know, she, I'm her favorite. So, you know, that's also been able to, I've been able to, they're added to my support system. So um, that's definitely also been a blessing. Spellman, I'm telling y'all, Spellman knows what she's doing, regardless of if that's the person you're paired with, you're going to find your Morehouse brother, you're going to find your Spellman sisters, regardless if that's who you're originally paired with or whatever, it's going, you're going to find them. There's, it's inevitable to me. I just think it's inevitable. And I'm incredibly, incredibly blessed to be able to have the way, have things pan out the way that they have. Yeah, I, coming from an experience where me and my Morehouse brother didn't work out, um, or, you know, I'm thinking about maybe, maybe I'll reach out to them because maybe I overreacted in our situation, okay? But my, like, actual, because that was my honors Morehouse brother, and he was great. We had a beautiful relationship, and so we had a little bit of a falling out. But, you know, quarantine can change us. Uh, but, like, our actual, like, during the big sibling exchange, um, that Morehouse brother, we didn't really work out. We, like, just didn't mesh. Um just fine like no love lost I follow him on everything and I see him you know being a little being a little cutie dancing to his whatever whatever um but I have found it was during our second yeah second year I really started branching out a lot more to um classmates and Clark um like that's when I, right before the pandemic, I was like, Twitter, I shall utilize it. I will make my friends. And I remember actually a lot of us were tweeting about some, y'all be following me on Twitter, but y'all be saying nothing to me when I be in Krispy Kreme or when I be at the Starbucks. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start saying hi to people when I know that I follow them. And yeah, people will be weird. And they really will just look at you and be like, who are you? Whatever, no love lost don't care. I did my part. Okay. God saw me. But some people, I had one friend who, and we're really close now, and she actually moved to the same state that I'm in. But um, she, the first time that we like met each other off of Twitter, she, I was sick and she went to Starbucks, bought me a little coffee 
actually it was some tea and she came to my work and was like okay and we went on like a little friend like library date and that's where we really got to know each other and um goes to Clark hit, hits me up and we talk all day long helps me arrange outfits and stuff and that's my homie um literally love her and I couldn't I wouldn't have had that vibe to if we didn't have the AUC, like, imagine if Spellman was just, like, just, just Spellman. I, I don't know what I'd do. Um, I don't know what I'd do with myself. Like, I, I love my Spellman sisters. I have some of just the most dedicated, hardworking people who, again, if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know, with my fellowships. Like, all the fellowships I have, I can attribute to working with my friend like before I got to Spelman I didn't know people who would schedule like work dates with me like to sit on our computer on the same time not talk to each other and work on applications that is love I yeah that's love period Olivia do you want to love me like that Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. this, this this med school thing is not, it can't be solitary because this MCAT thing has been solitary and it's hard, okay. you know? But you, but you guys have to, you guys have to really realize that when you work together, you have to shut up. You have to work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's really hard to love somebody and be like, okay, now shut up so I can finish the statement of purpose now. Okay. Well... That's fair. Way, me and Olivia have been going. Look, I don't know if we're good at that. Yeah, maybe we're vocal workers. Is that not? I don't, can you really, how much work do you get done when you guys are working together? Say it right now. Give me a percentage. We did a whole project together for physics. How long, did it take? how long did it take you? That's not what it's about. It's done. Yes, it is about that. <laughs> Precisely. It's about being as productive as you possibly can. <laughs> okay, but the problem is, and this is a bit of a tangent, is I'm not productive on my own. That's the problem. That's the issue. And I think I need to have a work buddy. Not Olivia. Okay. I, need you, I need you to have your support system include a work buddy who will tell you, shut up. I'm trying to work. You should also be working. And you go and you take that and you go, oh my, thank you. Maybe they won't say shut up to you because I know you have attitude. So they <laughs> <laughs> say something to you and you go, okay, that's my indication to also work. All right. I will do okay, it. Jasmine is actually right. I can't lie. I did have, I did, um, have someone reach out to me and ask, do you want to be accountability buddies for the MCAT? So like every week we text each other and make sure, have you done anything studying for the MCAT? So just don't nobody love, okay. So very funny. I ask people what you're hearing is, I don't have the and right now have system. Group. I need to get together <laughs> because don't nobody text me if I did. I no, have a MCAT study group. And no one we're starting an MCAT study group. You know, because I don't understand the MCAT, you can definitely call me and just, we just sit on the phone and I'll work on my, thesis my thesis because i'm in hell and you can work on your mcat and we can just set a timer 
Let's take our little cute break. No? Okay, we won't do The that. way I'll be on my phone for the hour. So I think the study group is going to have to be how this works because we'll be talking about the MCAT. If I'm just sitting there and it's silent, girl, I'm on my phone. I'm sorry. See, this is why you need, this is me and right. Osa. We're very good at, we both like silence. And then we have like a timer. And when the timer goes off, we talk for a little bit. We go, how was your work? And she goes, it was good. She goes, how was your work? I go, it was good. And then the timer goes off again. We go back to work. And because we both work like that, we love it. That's a, that's a, people have different studying styles. Cause I have to listen to music my whole time I've ever been. I have to listen to music. She does that too, but she puts in her headphones cause she respects me. I, I think I like that, Jacqueline, because I have this app on my phone called My Focus Keeper, and it gives me 25 minutes of work, five minutes of a break, and 25 minutes of work. And then by the time you do that for like four times, I think, what, two hours, then you get a long break, which is your 30-minute break, and then you go back. So I think I'll start doing that, folks. I'm probably going to call Jasmine because anytime I write anything, Jasmine's eyes have to see it before it goes anywhere. So, um, so, <laughs> Every time. My support system. <laughs> I love that. More support systems. I wanted to mention, I know we all work. We all work at Spelman. We all have our different, I work as a general chemistry tutor. AJ, do you still work in the math lab? Mm-hmm. I do. And then I'm a student success tutor. See, that's what I thought. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be wrong. But that's what I thought. <laughs> no, I'm, we're all just tutors. It just be tutors. Right. But that's, a, that's, a, valuable resource. that's a valuable resource that a lot of people don't reach out to. And I think well, the thing, I don't know if people don't understand this, but like I'm a student too. If you just want to come into the room and kiki and nobody else is there, come. Because all I was doing was homework. So you can come talk to me. Listen, I'm here for you. So. Yeah. that's just something shameless plug um if anybody wants to come into the room and just talk i'm there um shameless. i'm not a counselor i'm not a licensed therapist so that we also have those resources at spellman mm -hmm. that's not me because i'm not licensed but i will come and talk to you if you want to hear what was what was life like pre-pandemic i was there i know you want to <laughs> talk about homecoming i'll i'll, I'll bring a tissue when i'll be ready to talk I'll bring the fits. Okay, on camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll bring out the outfits I had planned for this for this past year that I never got to wear. I don't want to even talk about that. That's a devastation. I have mm. funeral for those clothes. Like <laughs> share screens. Here's a picture of me, Jasmine and Olivia at tailgate. Here's a picture of me when I lost Jasmine and Olivia at tailgate. <laughs> Here's me when I finally found them in my in our shared room. Knocked out. Sleep. Sleep. Just yes. If you guys want to discuss tailgate, that will have to be at a later date. But tailgate, homecoming, the whole week, so much fun. Listen. I'm sorry. You will listen. If you don't experience it as an undergrad, you will experience it because homecoming is incredible. And I know there's Geho in Greensboro, but you don't AUC homecoming. It doesn't matter if you don't like homecoming, no matter what, every year you should go to tailgate of your undergrad. Go, okay? If you don't like the fashion show, you don't like the concerts, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. Go to tailgate. Go to tailgate. You don't even have to go to the game. You don't a time to be alive. 
Okay, guys. Don't be shy. Go to tailgate. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I have to study. Why didn't you do that earlier? Awesome. You, you don't have to study that bad. You don't have to study. Okay? You I don't have to all day. Tailgate doesn't have to be an all-day thing, but it's like a whole carnival. And you are that's a networking opportunity do you know they have all of the greek life they have different classes having their reunions that is literally a networking opportunity so if you want your stuff to be paid i suggest you get out there you might be surprised you might be surprised who is out there and who just you know peeps you that's it okay i suggest you get out there right not even in like a creepy old man way but in like your spellman sisters want to help you we have very like powerful famous people who go to our school so Mm -hmm. they're at tailgate they're having a fun time you there you're having a fun time you strike up a conversation with somebody class of 80 something 70 something they're doing big things and you go i'm broke um (laughs) maybe a little bit more eloquently than that and they'll be like i mean during homecoming it is a lot of alum slipping money under dorm doorways so mm-hmm. yeah, i would strike up conversations unimportant telling you we didn't have that then put it under the girl next to us <laughs> we watched that happen okay, it wasn't <laughs> they're like oh i used to live here and they gave them money and we just sat there without money but that's not important that's not the point here you but you know it just might not have been our year and um yeah the girls the next year got the money (laughs) i don't want to talk about it (laughs) but but yeah um homecoming that's all something that we can discuss in our office hours but um that's another thing auc traditions so valuable great opportunity for networking what's it founders day Day. well you know we're on campus um Wait, for Mountain Day. One? Do you know how many yeah. I've met just just cause like I just met Alice Walker just randomly because my professor who I was friends with was like come to this conference meet Alice Walker so I, I do remember you telling us about that yeah, so like, what you guys are hearing from this is that Jasmine just has really great relationships with her professors and that maybe if you're in the STEM you should switch your major because clearly that's not the place to be, the place to be is there in English and history because they love I'm you. But I'm no, it was really, I got blown out to Miami to go with your major Alice Walker. So I really feel as though oh and then I got like a stipend of like two thousand dollars. So I just it's feel- your major. <laughs> Don't switch your major. I'm curious. Look, I know a girl. She's an English major, but she's pre-med. You might as well do it. YOLO. Get those experiences. Make friends. You're making a really good point, though. Something I wish I had known. This is so off topic of support. You know, I'm supporting your education. I want to go into medicine. And just because you want to go into medicine doesn't mean you have to major in a science. You can take, you can make, I, if I had known this, I would have majored in Spanish. I would have taken a year or taken a year abroad and I would be in Spain right now. So um, look into your scheduling before. Okay. I wouldn't be in Spain right now. There's COVID, but let me dream, Jasmine. Let me dream. Um, (laughs) You'd have been stuck. um, in Spain like them girls were stuck last year and trying to figure out how to get home 
<laughs> so all I'm saying is maybe it was for the best because that doesn't sound maybe fun. Not. I don't know. Well, I could have got my freshman. Anyways, my point is you don't have to major in STEM to be a, to go into certain things. You just need to make sure you take your prerequisites and be smart about when you do your prerequisites. Because I know for me, I'm taking organic chemistry. I'm taking physics. I'm taking biological chemistry and I'm taking healthcare for Spanish. My schedule isn't cute oh, right not. now. No, you're not. Who let you do that? Uh, okay, the clearly she wasn't transparent with her support system over here. This girl, I would have told her that is no, no. She looked at her. She I didn't want to get told and no. Studying for the impact. Mm, okay. Well, you know, God bless you, and I'm praying for your mental health. You know, I told you. Talk, you know where I'm at, but will we? <laughs> will we? <laughs> I told you that my stress, my candle in the shower. A nice lavender candle that like has a melatonin infused, like lots of it too, so you can go to sleep. I bet you're not sleeping. I know you're not sleeping. <laughs> Tell me why this candle has been burning the whole time. I have a Georgia therapy candle. Work. It's called Homesick Georgia Candle. My my good sis Olivia got it for me because listen. Folks be homesick, and it's not my home, so folks be spelling sick, and I'm ready to go back. But um, I actually have to leave soon, so we'll have to bring this to the close, folks. I realize now that we've been talking for a good minute, and if you stuck with us to the end, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I Again, hope you've learned a whole lot. We had a lot to say. We had a lot to say about support. And as we've been saying this whole time, we are each other's support system, but, you know, I'm not bearing all of Asia's load and I'm not bearing all of Jasmine's. As you've heard, we have it dispersed because you cannot count on one person to be your everything. That's too much on that one person. So making sure you have those different avenues. We talked about so many different, you know, um, so many different opportunities to make your support system. So making sure, you know, that you're able to, to spread that out, spread the love, spread, spread the love. Spread the love, spread your support, and you know, um, really just be great. Be the best you you can be. Yes. And um, and both. And, um, yes. <laughs> well, I don't want anyone to feel pressured, but please do remember to cast your votes because it's important. So remember to vote. Um, so if there, does anyone else have any closing statements? Um, you know be uh, no I think actually I said all of them I feel free to reach out to us if you have any more questions about um kind of expanding your support system or about navigating Spellman. and um I mean I guess I could tell you how to get in contact with me that would be helpful um maybe we'll put it somewhere on the podcast so that you don't have to listen to me speak anymore but um feel free to reach out my name is asia woodard again um and yeah those are my closing comments closing comments questions and concerns sorry um you know of course um here you point blank i think i mean this just about wraps up this episode of support i shouldn't be saying that because i'm not the host but like to wrap up <laughs> my comments the i guess the mostest said the that the mostest yes um, I really said everything I can say about support. I will recommend 
two books. Um, there's All About Love by Bell Hooks that uh, she could just throw it. And um, as I'm looking around, I'm not seeing any other books on my many shelves. Oh, this, okay, a book about support, The Color Purple. I oh. love that book with my whole heart. Um, and that book taught me so much about, I read that during this COVID period and that taught me so much about myself and taught me, like it made me reconsider the way that I have my relationship with my sister. So if you haven't read that book, 100% recommends. Somebody, you know, some books become classics for no reason at all. And this isn't one of them. It's amazing. So I would 100% recommend. Okay, so with if there are no other, if all hearts and minds are clear, I want to wrap up this episode on support. I'm so grateful. If you've made it this far, thank you I appreciate you thank you for making it this far and um that's all so I hope you tune in um for our next episode as well have a great day bye thank you all so much for listening to this episode I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with two of my very best friends and learn more about the support system and navigating friendships in the virtual college space remember to keep pushing for Olivia and have a great day everyone